Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You've chosen wisely. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, FamilyPetAncestry.com. If you like a weird URL that leads you to JackieCation.com. The credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Vilmos fixes the website. JackieCation.com, and Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. There are many different ways to support the Dork Forest. There are now a couple of ads a month on the Dork Forest, so be warned. You're going to be advertised at. If you want to support the show in other ways, the easiest way is to, when you order something from Amazon, use the Amazon banner or link on DorkForest.com or JackieCation.com. Just takes you to Amazon. You order like normal. doesn't cost you extra. It's just another way to support the show because they know that you came from my website. So there you go. Other than that, you can get premium episodes. If you're done with all the episodes, you can get premium episodes at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. There's probably a dozen live episodes. They're live episodes. They cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge you a couple of bucks. So if you just want free ones, there's at least 600. You can just donate directly to The Dork Forest. There's a donation button on dorkforest.com or jackiecasha.com. That's a PayPal link. You can also Venmo me if that's your jam. Jackie at Jackie is my email address if you ever need to email me for anything. And the donation button, I haven't made it super easy for you to donate monthly, but you could. You could donate 10 bucks a month because uh, I ask that you don't donate in November and December and instead give to a food bank or something. But I think PayPal has actually set up a monthly thing where you could just do it. I haven't even had to do anything. So I think you could just do it that way yourself. I usually, if you want to be a super fan, donate a hundred bucks a year. Or if you can't afford it, seriously, do not sweat it. Now, if you want to fly your Dork Forest flag, please do. There's a couple of Dork Forest t-shirts at JackieCation.com on the merch page. In addition to all of my comedy information, you can get CDs, my DVD, you can watch videos. The Dork Forest t-shirts are Ranger of the Dork Forest or the Dork Forest logo t-shirts. And all the shirts are union made here in the United States of America because uh, things should be made by people who have dental care in my opinion. So you can get those shirts, but know that they're union made by Americans, so they run a little big. Shipping is included with all of your purchases. There are also a couple of new enamel pins that are not on the website. You have to email me and ask me where to get them. Uh, From me, that's how you do it. But you have to email me and tell me that, and I'll talk to you about it. Stand-up comedy-wise, my schedule is on JackieCation.com. This week, I am working with Maria in Michigan, and then Salt Lake City. You can go to JackieCation.com, click on the calendar, look for your city. And if if I'm not in there, by God, recommend me to your local comedy club, because I will come and do your local comedy club if you have a local comedy club, and arrangements can be made. Enough with the intro. Let's get into the dorkdoms. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my stateroom, you guys. I have a stateroom 
I think they're all call state rooms. Joko Cruz, 2018. Uh, welcome to the program, Erica Burns. Hi, Jackie. How are you? I am good. We I will am talk. having a blast on this cruise. If anybody uh, is looking to cruise for the first time, I highly recommend this as a first cruise. It is my first cruise. You are wearing a Star Trek uh, uniform shirt, and uh, so you've already won uh, yes, whatever I, battle. This is the third time I've worn it on this cruise. I've worn it for uh, Cosplay Day. Yep. And also on um, Space Day. Space Day. And today is Pajama Day. So today's it, Pajama Day. There you go. Because, uh, uh, yes, I uh, did not wear any uh, my pajamas. I have essentially, Laura Silverman gave me a pair of boxer briefs that have the word <laughs> feminist printed on the back of them. But I can't wear boxer briefs in public. Can't no. possibly. Nobody, no, nobody wants to see that. No, but They're do good. you have any um, hotel art that you're going to share later? No, that is a lovely. Um, it's an urn. And, yeah, a, and a vase water thing with uh, it's a, like a pitcher and a mm-hmm. vase full of flowers that yeah. will be hotel art that I don't think I uploaded because uh, we're on a boat. We're on a boat, and the cellular data is uh, prohibitively expensive, <laughs> yes. which is uh, which is a good thing, I think. Yes, <laughs> which is fine. It just means that we don't have to hear the daily nightmare of right. that is uh, the United States. Of I America. am purposely staying off the TV, but my husband, I walk in at night and I'm like, God damn it, he's. Watching MSNBC and is there MSNBC on that? Yeah, thing? I've only watched America's Test Kitchen. I don't uh, blame you. That season seventeen. <laughs> I haven't watched any television. <laughs> it's uh, and only because I was super tired one night and Andy went to Loretto for the concert. Right. Uh, I did not. I stayed here and watched four episodes of or three episodes of America's Test Kitchen, enjoying every moment, quite honestly, and then fell asleep early. Did woke you, up early. You didn't see the person. Who, there was a person, a guest on the podcast that worked for America's Test Kitchen. Was it, was it this podcast? No. Oh, it was another one. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you? Yeah, I do. That, might, that could have been your dorkdom. But it is not. <laughs> no. We are already two minutes into this quality program. Awesome. Let us discuss, Erica Burns, first of all, your online presence. Yes. If someone were to want to follow you on the Twitter, uh, they would go to BlondeChick80. Yeah. Blonde with an E. Yes. B-L-O-N-D-E. C-H-I-C-K. Yeah, I always have to specify because a lot of people don't use the E. Right. It feels very British. It feels European. Are you Scottish? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We are... uh, So you picked essentially a lot of series of books. Yes. I love book series because I'm always sad at the end if I read a really great book and there's no more book. Oh, right. (laughs) You don't don't like the finite one story kind of situation? No. Have you got to see any of N.K. Jemisin? Here no. on this cruise, N.K. Jemison, Nora Jemison, uh, won the Hugo two years in a row here oh. on this program. And get this, she wrote all three books and then published. Oh, so she wrote a series but didn't publish until she was done fucking writing the series. That is brilliant. God love her because with the the books that you've suggested, yeah. these are sort of monster of the week. Yeah, these are very much episodic, mm-hmm. and so you're fine. Yeah, you're like I would like there to be another one. Yeah, but. Uh, a science fiction series. She's written fantasy. Oh, I'm uh, not familiar with her work at all. So. The Broken Earth uh, trilogy is the one I'm reading. Oh. And uh, I read the first one, and I own the other two, and uh, and I'm going to read them. But uh, here's the, And she won the Hugo two years in a row. Oh, my gosh. She's great. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but you went with, uh, now, I have read a couple of these series. Yeah. But I have not read all of these series. Okay. Including this first one, the Harry Bosch series yeah. written by michael michael connelly connelly and yes. are they thrillers are they mysteries? um he's a police officer in la okay and a lot of it is set in hollywood division so when maria does her bit like 
the Hollywood with the Planned Parenthood. I oh, just right. Thought, because I learned a lot about what I know about L.A. I know about from these Harry from, Bosch from books. The Harry Bosch books. Yeah. How long has you been writing them? Oh, like 20-something years. Oh, a long he's time. in. Michael long Connelly's time. been in for the duration here. Yeah. I've seen them in airports. Worth it. And uh, totally fun. And yeah. it's L.A. Cops. Yeah, it's, it's all L- set in L.A. And it's murder? Is it murdery? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. always murdery? It's not like he's not doing... Uh, he's not murdering. Thievery. He's on the good side. He's solving the murders. He's solving them, but sometimes his um, morals are a little questionable and he gets in trouble. Oh. Is he a loose cannon? Yes. Excellent. Yes, he's a great <laughs> loose cannon. He... Um, so Harry Bosch, he's in the current iteration of the where we are How, now in the Are there series. literally like more than 10 of them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, there's probably many. 20. There's maybe 20. Right. Just like with the Jack Reacher books. There's like right. a ton of books. Yeah. So if you have a uh, long break from life. Right. Right. Or if you need to check out for what, yeah. what are we talking about here? Are they because the Jack Reacher novels will take me probably two to three days to read them. I don't know because I say I don't know because I audiobook. Oh, it's mostly audio. Yeah. Is it the same guy reading them? Yeah. Who's reading them? Uh, Dick Hill. Dick Hill. Yes. D-I-C-K. Yeah. H-I-L-L. Yeah. All right. He is fantastic. So I got into Bosch my, when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Well, I got into the genre in sophomore English. Okay. My English teacher, we read, um, and then there were none by Agatha Christie. Okay. I couldn't put it down. It's the first book I've read for school. Okay. I couldn't stop reading. Fair enough. Because I hated reading before that because oh. I never liked the books. Right. Right. And so I got it. That's how I got into mysteries and stuff. And mm-hmm. as I was graduating, I had her for two years. Her name's Debbie Hodgman. Um, oh, oh, thank you, Debbie Hodgman. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Hodgman. She's now um, Anastasia. She got divorced. Whatever. She's yeah. fantastic. She was great. excellent. And um, wait, so where are you from? Uh, Cape Cod. Oh, the Cape. Yeah. Uh, Hyannis or well, Pizza? not actually. Um, I'm from the mainland in the armpit. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So right before the Cape. Yeah. There you go. But if you were to want to go to the Cape. Uh, and get yourself some well fleet oysters or some, I don't uh, eat seafood. You don't you don't eat uh, No. Uh, what, what has the bellies? Clams. Clams. Yeah. Uh have no. you ever been to um Hey, where are you going? I'm going to Thompson's Clam Bar. No, because I don't that's eat where the tastiest clams are. No. Is the seafood good? It's great by far. It's uh, the jingle. <laughs> I know the jingle is what I'm saying. From when you were in P-Town? Uh, when I was in P-Town. When I worked at a hot dog stand in P-Town. So they have was there money in the stand? There was no money in the, in the, in the hot dog like stand. Like the banana stand? In the banana stand. There is, <laughs> unlike the banana stand, there was no money in the hot dog stand. Uh, I believe it was on McMillan Wharf, and I believe it burned down. And then oh. uh, I worked there, and I worked at, uh, who was Pinocchio's dad? Geppetto. Yeah. I worked at a pizza place uh, called Geppetto's oh. uh, in Truro. I've only so. been out that way one time. Really? Yeah. As a local, you don't do tourist stuff. It's so true. I've barely been to Griffith Park in mm-hmm. uh, Los Angeles, California. Yeah. But and, I understand there's a very nice observatory. And unfortunately, there. with the Cape, the nicest time to do things is when the tourists are in town. And you're like, I'm not spending three hours on that two-lane highway. No, or trying to cross the bridge. Right. Because I was mainland. So right. So you always had to spend probably three hours to take a 20-minute, what would normally be a 20-minute drive. Right. You could go. Uh, late September, often very pretty. Yes. And uh, and after, it's mostly closed. Absolutely. And there's only two things to do on the Cape, because I stayed there till November the first year yeah. I lived. And um, uh, bars are the meetings. That's what I was told. Heroin uh, now, apparently. What? Heroin is another thing you can do. Oh, and meth. It's yeah. available everywhere. Well, there was an HBO special 
about the heroin epidemic on the Cape. It was oh. really quite sad and devastating. But that I heroin's digress. always going to be sad. Yeah. It's always because you don't. Terrible. Want... Hey, uh, here's a PSA, you guys. Heroin, super addictive. Rangers. <laughs> yeah, don't start. Don't start now because uh, it's going to be hard to kick that habit. It's uh, go get yourself a sandwich. It's going to be fun. And uh, so, but Harry, I want to kind of, so Harry Bosch, is he a detective? Yes. So he's not a a beat cop. No. This is a detective. He's a, um, was it, third grader. What's the first one? It's Black Ice or Black Echo. I get them mixed up. Black Ice or Black Echo? Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, my my English teacher, I got so distracted talking about the cape. She uh, recommended to me The Poet was the first book that I started. Which is in the Harry Bosch world, mm-hmm. but it's not a main story. Okay. So it's a good entry, and it's really creepy. And then I, I read it. I, that was the actual book that I read. Okay. And um, I couldn't stop with the series. I'm like, well, now shit. Now this I have is to the read, best. I have to read all the books. Because you're a completist. I am. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. So uh, the poet is, so what year is this? Oh. That you read The Poet. Was that uh, a new 98. one? It was in 98. And I was like a year or two old, I think, then. Yeah, exactly. So we were just a baby. I was. And, uh, and I was so, a freshman in college. And uh, so the... And it, was, and it was a couple of years old. So it had yeah. been written in sort of the mid-90s or late-90s. Yes, I would yeah. say so. So she, she started... Because uh, the mysteries that I read yeah. that got me into mysteries would have been the Spencer for Hire novels. I've heard about which those. Which is everything I know about Boston right. is because of the Spencer for Hire novels. I only heard about those from your podcast. Well, <laughs> and everything I know about uh, Spencer for Hire novels, uh, Boston, Boston, is set in the late 70s. Okay. So guess what's been gentrified? Most of Boston. <laughs> yes. So uh, I probably shouldn't be able to find my way around the world uh, right. with a uh, Spencer for Hire novel. Yeah. So, but I, so Harry Bosch, where did he come from? What's his ancestry? Like he, um, cause I'm his sure his mother a was a past. prostitute. Oh yeah. And then past. she got killed. So he's, his like life mission is, um, justice. Yeah. Uh, or vengeance. What's, I have his quote in my email. Um, everyone counts or nobody counts. This is like, life that that's motto. his motto yeah because if you don't care about the murders of the like the prostitutes then mm-hmm. who are the lower people in the totem pole right then how are you how are you going to care about the ceo yeah right when richie rich dies uh someone should look into it right yeah so um he spent his uh youth in a uh child youth home or in oh, foster care yeah, or foster uh, orphanage care. i would say an orphanage but he says like a youth home okay yeah so he okay I don't think he was ever. I wonder adopted. if Michael Colony spent his youth in a in a youth He's, um His history is that he wrote for the L.A. Times. Okay, in the crime beat. Okay, so he was a he was a journalist. Yeah. Um, did you ever read? Um, yeah, because there's some old uh, there's old mysteries. Like if you like the Agatha Christie, Daniel Dad Lewis, oh, uh, Daniel Dad Lewis's dad, uh, whose name was Cecil Day Lewis. Uh, wrote a bunch of mysteries in the late 30s, early 40s. Uh, and then he became the Poet Laureate of uh, Great Britain. Oh. Yes. So uh, Daniel Dad Lewis uh, like has written. Dad. Yeah. Uh, Michael, <laughs> uh, Mike Kaplan named him Daniel, Daniel Dad Lewis because I was reading his oh. books. And I said, you know, he's Daniel Dad Lewis's dad. And Mike Kaplan is a bit of a wordsmith. Right. And so he said, Daniel Dad Lewis. And then Perfect. I laughed and laughed. And I've been repeating that joke for it, low these many years. And you're smiling, so it still makes you laugh. <laughs> still makes me laugh. <laughs> totally. So, um, 
What would you say? Should people start with the poet? Should people start with the current one? Oh, um, you can actually read them out of order and it's not a huge deal, which okay. is great. Is uh, he always 34 years old? No, he ages. And so right now he's actually retired and he has gone back um, and done cold cases. Okay. And now um, in the most recent book I read, I think it's, is it the Midnight Line? I may not have read that one yet because here's the other thing about my audiobooks. Yeah. I kind of cheat and I get them from the library. Oh, no, that's not cheating. That's the purpose from of the library. Yeah. yeah. And here's a pro tip for people who um, do listen to audiobooks. Is yeah. If you listen to audiobooks on a non-smart device, yeah. like a little Sansa clip, um, and you transfer it over, they don't expire. So when you reserve a book and you're like, well, crap, there's 20 people in the waiting list. I don't know when I'm going to get it. Yeah. So often I get like four books at once. Mm-hmm. Put them on my MP3 player. I just listen to them when they, they won't expire after the two weeks. Oh, because you're not downloading you're not using it to your app. phone. You're not using the app. The app will make the book expire. And so you literally then own the audiobook, essentially. Yeah. You're supposed to delete it. Yeah. And you do. Because how, how, well, how much? Right. Because I like to re-listen. And the wait lists on a lot of these books are very long. Right. And who doesn't want to re-listen? Yeah. Because I, I like to re-listen to books. I do too. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Especially it's Dick soothing. Hill. He is fantastic as a reader. Oh, Dick Hill. Yeah. Have you have you listened to anything else he's, he's yeah, read? Yeah, the Jack Reacher. He does the Jack Reachers right, as which, well? That's how I got into Jack Reacher, because I ran out of Michael Connolly books. Okay. And I wanted more series. So when you're on uh, Overdrive, you can click the audiobook person's name and see all the work that they've done. Oh, that's nice, too. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's perfect. Good. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, so Harry Bosch books, yeah. there's maybe 20 or 30 Somewhere or whatever. Not there's quite one 30. million. Yeah, a ton. There's a ton. So, uh, and each book is what, 15 hours or longer? Yeah, about 15. They're, yeah. they're longer audiobooks. And uh, so that's kind of great. Yeah. Because you, you, you don't want it to be too short because right. then you got to get a new one immediately. Right. But uh, my brother I do a likes lot of it. driving for work. So I can crank out uh, one of these books in probably a day or two. There you go. Because it sucks that I drive that much, but yeah. it's great because I don't have to put down the book. Right, because you could just listen to it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, my brother likes a 26-hour book. Oh. That's too long. He, if he wants a longer book he and likes romance, he should go for Outlander. I think he's listened to the Outlander They're for a like long time. 40 hours. I was in, I was in uh, we used to share his Audible account, and then Amazon bought. Well, no, no, because it's like Netflix. Oh. It's okay. It's you could do a family thing. Oh. Yeah. You can I don't have, know. you can I'm have too some cheap to get Audible. Right. Well, yeah. You no, know, you can share your account with uh, up to like three devices, three oh. different family members, or something. Oh, that's like that. awesome. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for some reason, when Amazon bought Audible, they will not let me log into my Aud- my brother's Audible account oh. anymore. I have my and I have I have gotten some free credits because I've done some work yeah. for Audible and they've paid me yeah. in credits oh. uh, and uh, and a small amount of money. Good for them. And uh, so they can afford it. Yeah, there's been some money, and there's also been some credits. And I haven't downloaded. I haven't used any of my credits because uh, the credits feel finite, yeah. and I panic that I'm going to run out of credits, and then I'm going to have to buy credits. Did you know that? Uh, I think it's Audible. They do podcasts, but they're only available on Audible, right? Uh, think... But they're also available now on Amazon Prime. Oh, are they? Yes. Well, because the other thing with Harry Bosch is there's a TV show on Amazon, Amazon Prime. It's, they have two seasons under the belt. They're working on the third one. And they're blending a couple books that are related because there's several books where the stories are sort of related. Intersectional? In same, okay. Yeah. Um, same characters or same area of town in L.A. And um, so the first season is Concrete Blonde. And I think um, someone's going to be yelling at their car. Um, <laughs> probably Trunk Music. I know Trunk Music's in one of them. Okay. Um, 
but there it's a but really this, so great, there's two seasons so far and they're working and how many episodes are in a season like six or ten or eleven because oh, they're nice. an hour yeah okay. and it's free prime so if you have prime you can watch them for free oh that's awesome yeah it's it's, it's included in the prime yeah uh, tv thing yeah and titus wolliver's plays harry bosch and um there's an actor um who plays his partner jerry edgar he's he was on the wire i was like watching the wire because i haven't seen the wire so right. i've been watching it and i'm like oh that's the guy from the affair and that's the guy from bosch and that's <laughs> you know right right everybody's working yeah yeah there's so plenty great. of work for actors which is amazing and okay well so harry bosch he's been writing him since the 90s yeah and at michael least. michael connelly yeah. at least and um well, and, and so he has a partner, and, and is the partner a big part of it, too? Yeah. So in the earlier books, he has two partners, uh, Kiz Ryder and Jerry Edgar. And then throughout the series, his partners change a little bit, and Kiz goes off. She ends up falling in love with the captain or the LT, or I, I forget. There's a scandal of some sort. And his nemesis is Irvin Irving, um, who's an... Um, like a serial killer or something? No, or? no, no. He's the head police uh a commissioner commit oh, i don't know if it's commissioner irving i'm drawing irving. a blank his name's irving irving yeah that's and hilarious. he's like mr clean so he's like bald oh, okay he kind of yeah. seems like he, that that's how he's described yeah and okay yeah they end up friendly um in a couple of the books which is weird because that's like his nemesis they He's tried to get Harry fired several times. Because Harry's a loose kid. Yeah. So uh, morally ambiguous is what, yeah. I'm, what I'm told about, yeah. about Harry. But he's always on the good side. Like, he does it for good. Okay. So he's yeah. always chosen poorly. Right. He's going to be judge, jury, and executioner. But that's a bad guy. Right. Because there that's... are times, you know, he'll go into a situation without his partner. Oh, you should have had your partner. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but it was the moment. Yeah, we had to live in the moment. Yeah. And uh, so, okay. Well, that's kind of fascinating. And then from that, you went to the Jack Reacher novels. Correct. And now I have read six Jack Reacher novels. Okay. Um, they all seem pretty comparable. Yeah. And he uh, always knows what direction everybody went in. Right. That's my, my He's favorite. He's very smart. He's super smart. It's almost like a bloodhound. Because, right. you know, you're on a deserted highway and the child kidnappers have picked a direction and you rationalize which way they go. Yeah. Or you're in a very dense populated area in new york city right and you're like i bet you they're in that uh, he's gonna be drinking coffee watching something fishy happening right well, oh that guy i just listened to that one not that long ago right the one where oh where he's in new york yeah 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 he's just he's just trying to mind his own business right that's the thing about jack reach and he always in the wrong place at the wrong time or maybe it's the right place well, it's the right place for the bad guy, for the for the good guys. Yeah, because uh, he, uh, I think the last one I read, he was kidnapped with some FBI agent lady. Oh, and they were riding in the mattresses in the back of the truck. Yep, yep. Oh, that's die trying. I think. And was that the um, the little Nazi camp? I th- yes, that, that was, was the a Nazi too camp. Because I started at the um, last year. I just yelled. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, <laughs> I started <laughs> at the of the Reacher series <laughs> chronological order because he does have a habit of writing some stories out of order as prequels. Yes. So I started, uh, except for some of the shorter stories that he has because they're not on audiobook. Okay. And <laughs> and then my library decided to not have a couple of the main novels available, and I'm like, well, shit. Because right. I couldn't listen to Tripwire, which is my favorite. That's book three. Right. With, I've Oh, I read Tripwire. With Hook Hobie as the bad guy. And I think it's my favorite because the voice to kill gives to Hook Hobie is just a little creepy. Oh, nice. And it just makes the story that much better. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But um, 
die trying. I after I read it, I'm like, that's too close to home right here. Oh, right, right. There's some trouble. There's yeah. some trouble with. Uh, I think I had to stop reading that, and I had to stop reading Daniel Dad Lewis. No, it was Helen McCarthy. That's why I had to stop mm-hmm. reading. She also wrote some um, some spy and mystery novels. She wrote them in the late 30s, 1943. Oh. She's writing about Nazis. And I was like, she, and it's, she's writing it in 41 and 43. And she's writing about Nazis. And then she writes one in the 60s. She, four of her books got turned into movies. Oh. Uh, I feel like they all should have starred Fred McMurray and Ed Asner, but they didn't. And uh, but they were kind of noiry and um, and the three or four that I read that were set and they were essentially the founding of Nazi Germany. Right. And I was like, nope, not at this time. And then <laughs> it's just too real. It's too, too much. Real. And then the later ones were uh, Soviet. Uh, spy ones and I'm like nope too real <laughs> so I read probably five or six Helen McCarthy books and I was like oh these are great can't do it and then she also wrote a couple of romance novels okay. that were the most sad sack fucking romance novels oh, that no. I've ever read in that's my life that's not what you want in a romance novel no I was like I know you're writing this in 1941 and you're living through the bombing of London but you genuinely have to cheer this up you need uh, a little or, hope in there yeah exactly and it's hard to write hope when you're living in the middle of history and the oh, history like is now. exactly <laughs> so you have to I, you wonder about it right right because like are there are there jack reacher novels and harry bosch novels that they're writing right now that they're like how do i not make this about us losing right but the good news about history and about bad guys is that eventually the bad guys lose in life, right. they genuinely do. Sometimes they die of old age, and that's sad. Uh, but they do eventually well, pass. I'm not sure if that would be sad. No, no, it's sad that was nobody uh, that that uh, essentially Jack Reacher doesn't headbutt them to death. Oh, is yeah, what I'm sad. Right, about. and everything I know about fighting and guns, I've learned from Jack Reacher, which is not a good way to be. <laughs> right, because like I know that I should elbow people and I should hit them in the forehead with my forehead because it's the hardest. Yes, bones or something. Yes, or arc, and I, you never want want to do a fist with your thumb on the inside yeah. right thumb yeah. on the inside you're gonna break your thumb right i don't know i think it's only children who make fists like that because yeah, eventually you're taught right away loosen up that thumb yeah and then and punch this is em. just uncomfortable that really feels uncomfortable at this point <laughs> so um yeah so uh now jack reacher novels now he's been writing those since the early 90s too yeah yeah by lee child by lee child that's he's right he's british which i find is he yeah and lee child's not his real name don't ask me what his real name is. I don't know what but it is. But his real name isn't Lee Child. Correct. Well, that's fascinating. I did not know yeah. that either. Huh. He also, um, if you've watched the Jack Reacher movies, which yeah. I'll give him three stars. I, I like the fir- I didn't mind the first one, though, of course. They're not great adaptations. And I think they would be better adapted if they were a TV series because there's just so much material. Right. And um, But they're movies, so there's not enough storyline. And with the sec, did you watch the second movie? Maybe. Never go back. Never go back. Oh, I think that's it starts might be the out only with Tom remember. Cruise in like the diner, and then the police come after him, and he like fights a bunch of people in the park. That's lot. the only one I've seen, and oh. I didn't mind that one. No, well, is the first one better? I heard the first one was better. Uh, you know what? They're both mediocre, right? Equally mediocre. Equally mediocre. Um, um, but, but in the sense, they're not great adaptations. So in yeah. the the second movie, um, they started. Oh God, um, there's a four book story arc starting. Okay. I think with. Um, not never go back. I'm in the middle of it now. And is the one with his love interest with the, with, with, with the colonel? Yeah. Okay. So it's 
the book I'm listening to right now is where he uh, has the phone relationship with her because he just talks to her. He likes her voice. Yes. And so that sort of pans out over four books before or three or four books before he finally gets to meet her and he goes to Virginia. Oh, right. And, well, and wait, hadn't he? He knew her when she was like 15 or something. No. Oh, wait, I thought it was the, his... You're thinking of Jody? I, I'm thinking of the colonel's daughter. Oh, that's different. That's Garber's daughter, Jody. Okay, Garwood. Garber. Garber. I think it's Garber. I only listen to the audiobooks, so I get a lot of spelling of names wrong. Right. Okay, so his... He was an MP. Yes. Jack Reacher. Yes. And he had a had a uh, sort of a father figure who was also his colonel. Leon Garber. Leon Garber. Sounds about right. Yeah. And then he had a daughter who was like 15. Jody. Who became a lawyer. Yes. A fancy pants New York lawyer. And there's a book or lawyer. two where there's one book for sure where they're like dating and seeing each other and they're in New York. Yeah. And that must be in Tripwire because I missed that storyline when I got to the following book. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I mm-hmm. missed That's such a good storyline. Because he, because the dad left him. The house. A house. After he died. Was it in northern New York or was it outside of D.C.? It was in New York. Okay. And, was, and, and he ends up selling it. Because he doesn't like to be settled down. Right. He just wants his ATM card. Yeah. And his passport expired. Expired passport? Yeah. Okay. And toothbrush. That's all he travels with. Expired passport. Yeah. Toothbrush. <laughs> ATM card. ATM card. Well, now an ATM card. In the earlier books, he doesn't have the ATM card. Right. Because the ATM card, it's got an RFID chip. They can find him because mm-hmm. he's got to use an ATM card. He's right. got to use an ATM. And he gets his retirement money automatically deposited into his bank account. Mm-hmm. So in Virginia, he's got a pension, right? Because he was in the he was in the service. He, yeah, he was in the. Um, he was an MP. Was he was he a Navy? He was in guy? the Gulf War. No, he's Army. Army guy. Yeah. Okay, I forget. And uh, all I remember is see, I remember thinking about that because he had to go with an ATM card. But what was he doing before that? Was he writing checks at Western Union? I. I th- and no, then he just was doing phone around. transfers, maybe, maybe okay. doing Which wires. Which were also traceable. Doing wires, yeah. Um, as traceable as, as an ATM card. Right. So, because I think the implication was that he never wanted, he wanted to be but off the grid. But he also did, like, odd jobs. Like, he was a bouncer in one book for right, a bar. Right. And when he, there was one where he was in um, the Florida Keys in Key West. That's right. And he was, like, digging holes or something. They talked about his jacked muscles and his tanned skin from digging. I think he was digging, was it cemetery? Now, do you, do you, uh, what I've noticed is he usually gets laid around page 440. Right. And um, do you think that that's, well, now, wait, you're listening to the Audible. Yeah. So you're 14 hours in. So what's page 440? That's got to be at least 11 hours I would hours say in. two-thirds. Yeah. Two-thirds yeah. of the book. Um, and what's interesting about, back to this four-book story arc is he wrote two books in that story arc, decided to go, you know what, I need a prequel, which he wrote The Affair. Um, I think it was The Affair. It's um, Anyway, where he's like, Jack needs to get laid. Because I saw an interview with Lee, yeah. and he's like, I wrote this prequel because I couldn't have three books where he didn't get laid. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Which is so funny because whenever anybody makes fun of a romance novel, I'm like, no, no, Jack Reacher novels. Guy right. gets laid. Right. And, uh, and in a lot of romance novels... Uh, the woman just gets laid once too, right? And uh, though not the good ones, there's some good ones. She gets laid good two or three times, right? So uh, check that out. You know, I was feeling bad about my uh, my tantric sex joke, right? Because um, uh, that book that that joke is about is a Lisa Kleppis book, okay? K L E Y P E A S. Tweet at you or something? Well, she's on Twitter, oh, and dear. somebody 
because tw- I did the joke on Two Dope Queens on HBO. Okay. And so somebody said, I've read that book and tagged Lisa Kleppis. But I realized in the joke, I do that old school thing where I make fun of romance novels in the joke, in the setup. But you love romance novels. But I love romance novels. But why would she? And she never responded to that tweet. Because why would she? Because I said, poorly written, poorly researched. Which uh, she's got to think, hey, (laughs) I spent three months writing that book. Fuck you. (laughs) Which, uh, quite honestly... I don't begrudge her that. I don't blame her. Uh, and I uh, may need to adjust how I pitch that joke. Right. Uh, because um, who's reading them? I am. Uh, are they? And some of them are better written than other right. books. And actually, the, Lisa, the current Lisa Kleppis books that she's written are actually really well written as far oh, good. as... good. Yeah, they're just... They're pulp novels. And she's got to crank them out. But they're funny. Right. They're smart. They're interesting. And quite honestly... The sex scenes are outstanding. Oh, good. Uh, well played, Lisa Kleppis. Yeah. So, as we discussed, the pulp sex novels, scenes in Outlander are really good, too. Are they? They're I've steamy. tried. Yeah. I've but, tried to read Outlander and I've tried to watch the TV show. I like the costumes. The, you don't like the costumes? I love the costumes. Oh, okay. But that was all I liked. Uh, because oh. here's the thing about Outlander it is, it is uh, a nesting doll of time travel. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, why don't we follow her in World War II? Why do we got to go back to Scotland? Was, is she getting laid in, Scot- in World War II? Those are cool outfits. Uh, she looks... Okay, so the actress who plays Claire in the TV show is Katrina Balfe. Right. She is beautiful. As She's an Irish actress uh, model. Okay. So, of course, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she can pull off the 1940s look, the 60s look, the 18th century looks, both Scottish and French, and now season threes in America, in the colonies. Oh, is it? Wait yeah. a minute. Did I go too fast for your notes? A little bit, but wait a minute. Wait, the colony colonies? Yeah. Wait, so she's old-timey Scotland. Yeah. Let us, let us, Back if up. you have not read Outlander, who wrote Outlander? Oh, Diana Gabaldon. There's an announcement coming. On the cruise. From the con. From, it might uh, be Principal Saboran. It is the captain. I'm going to stop this briefly. Okay. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Hey, guys, it's Jackie Cation with an ad. Do you wear contact lenses? I recently tried an app called Simple Contacts, and it saves time and money on ordering contact lenses. So I'm going to share this with you because you can get a deal on the first order. If you wear contacts, you probably dread the annual eye appointment to renew your prescription. Well, Simple Contacts brings the doctor to you. You can take the vision test at home in under five minutes, and then a real doctor reviews your test and writes you a new prescription. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses. Their prices are unbeatable, quite honestly. It's over the internet. You get them delivered to your door. And Rangers also get $30 off their first Simple Contacts order with the code DORKFOREST. To save $30 on your lenses, Go to simplecontacts.com slash dorkforest or enter the code dorkforest at checkout. So reorder your contact lenses through Simple Contacts. Go to simplecontacts.com slash dorkforest or enter the code dorkforest at checkout. Give that a try and you'll find out how easy and inexpensive it is. Let's get back into the show. Welcome back on the Joko Cruise, you guys. Had to take a quick break uh, because the captain wanted to tell us how fast we were going in nautical whatevers. And uh, here's the good news. I'm sure there's a nerd on this boat who gives a damn. Right. And he uh, also told us the weather. 
Right, which is nice. Because, well, you know what? We can see it, and it is lovely on the uh, water today. Or at least it is now. It was choppy this morning. Right, we're out on the ocean. So here we go. Outlander, who wrote it? Oh, Diana Gabaldon. Gabaldon Some is people a say great name. Gabaldon. Some people say. I'm not quite sure which one is correct. She, Gabaldon? Gabaldon. She lives in the Southwest, I think, in Arizona. Arizona author. Yeah. And her son, Sweet. Sam Sykes, is an author, too. Some people, he writes what does he write? fantasy stuff also. Oh, okay. Kind of sci-fi fantasy? Twitter also. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Gabaldon is writing Outlander. Yeah. Uh, the story of Outlander is about a, a, a nurse, not Ratchet, no. uh, more of a nightingale. She was uh, a World War II. World War II. Sorry. Is one. it? It's one, yeah. Nurse, I think. Because it was the 40s? Was it the 40s? That's The two. 40s is two. Two. Yeah. So she's World War II nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, falls knocks her head. Uh, no, she and her husband Frank are on a holiday in Scotland after the war is over, and they're trying to like rekindle because he was off fighting and okay. she was in the nurse, so they were separated for those years. And so she goes, they're seeing the sights. They're outside of Inverness, so they're on vacation in Scotland yeah. in 1945. Yeah, 1946. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and they're driving along, and they, well, the short story, short uh, version. Yeah, they go to these standing stones and like oh these are beautiful it's called Cragnadoon which if you go to actually Scotland there are no standing stones there on that hill but um, <laughs> you seem a little peeved by that well I'm disappointed because I had no idea until right? they show like this is the scenes where they're filming and I'm like there's no stones there right <laughs> they could have found a bunch of stones there's stones all over that area right but she decided to write them in fair enough well then because they're magical somehow yeah, on the feast days. So, like, Samhain and whatever, I you're, people are yelling these holidays at me. I okay. can tell. Yes. They're Celtic or Scottish. Or, I don't know. Right. So, uh, old-timey uh, feast day yeah. holiday. Yeah. They walk into the middle of the circle. Well, she does. She wanders off to, like, collect flowers and herbs because she does, like, herbal stuff. And okay. she's into medicine. Okay, because she's a nurse, but she's also an uh, old-timey hippie-skippy lady. Yeah. Got it. And so she was picking flowers, and she accidentally time-traveled. Leaving was- her husband who has PTSD. That's why I stopped reading this book. What's happening? So uh, so she bails Frank on... Frank seems okay. If you, I mean, and what we find out about Frank, like, he's not punching anybody in his sleep, so that's good. Well, that's good. That's nice. Yeah. That's, uh, so, so essentially, she goes back in time. She wakes up or comes to... Right. In Scotland, what year? Uh, 202 Six. years before. Okay, so 1945, 1845, yeah. 1745. Yeah. Middle of the 1700s, yeah. Scotland. Before the Battle of Culloden. Like, that's the big plot point for book one. Okay. It's approaching the Battle of Culloden. What's the Battle of Culloden? Oh, um, it was a big battle. <laughs> <laughs> Did <laughs> you more, find where, out? Where the Scots um, fight the English, and okay. the Scots lose... The English one. And then that's sort of after that is when they lose the ability to have guns and wear their kilts, talk Gaelic and all these things that the Scottish people are known for. Okay. So essentially it's a big battle that ends up causing a great deal of problems. Yeah. And she probably knows. Yeah. Sort of like final countdown. Right. So th- she knows this is coming. Yeah. She knows it's coming. And book two, when they're in France, that is um, Dragonfly and Amber. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She... They're trying to prevent Bonnie Prince Charlie. Like, they're trying to talk him out of going into this war because she's like, thousands of Scots are going to die. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, it turns out uh, monarchs don't care. Yeah. Monarchs but don't care if thousands He's claiming to be the rightful king. He's not actually the king or prince. Right. So there's like a battle he's an there. With, yeah. I vaguely know that from a historical romance right. novel I read. So, Diana Gabaldon, when she writes these books, she does a lot of research. So, they're like historical fiction with romance. They don't fit any one genre. Okay. But there are really great sexy times in there if you like sexy times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard that there's good sexy times. But there are but there, some there, triggery it's a events also. Rapey. Yeah. I heard it was a little rapey. Yeah. And, um, but. But it was the times, quote unquote. <laughs> it was a different time, you guys. It was back when uh, dirtbags didn't know they weren't supposed to be dirtbags. Yeah. Turns out there were still decent men back there saying, I'm not going to rape this person. Maybe not good. 75% of the people. Right. But why? Oh, crying? I probably shouldn't fuck that. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's not fuck the crying lady. There's ladies walking in the street. Mm. Loose, loose <laughs> ladies just getting to walk around like people. So, um, so, but then she ends up hooking up with a dude, right? Yeah, Jamie. Jamie. That's right. His name's Jamie. Yeah. And uh, so what's her husband's name back in, oh, in the time future? Of, right. In future time. Is Frank Randall. Frank. So, um, I mean, granted... She's, uh, if you go back in time, you haven't made the vows. Yeah. So is, is that the rationale? What's the rationale? Well, when she gets married to Jamie? Yeah. Oh, um, she is kind of forced to marry Jamie to protect herself from being kidnapped. Right. She has to marry somebody. Yeah. you need a dude. Right. Uh, to protect you. Swing in the dick. Right, right. The dick swinging. You got to hear that new bit. Good for you. And, uh, <laughs> I've so. I've heard that bit. I, a couple of times because you talk about it in uh, the Middle East, but I digress. Oh, right. There you go. And, uh, so. Uh, so we're, how many books are there in the Outlander series? Oh, okay. The main series, there's eight big books. Okay. And each big book is about a thousand pages. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Okay. So the audiobooks are 40 something hours. Um, and Davina, I don't know her last name, reads them. Okay. And she's a woman named Davina reads. Is yeah. The everybody loves her, but people are going to hate me. I didn't love it. I read the first book I read is audiobook. Yep. I didn't love it. And I think partly because I missed one chapter, like I accidentally skipped a whole section. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't the voice I had for her in my head. Right. So that makes a difference, too. Yeah, yeah. You have to sort of get used to whoever's reading it because then you're like, oh, is this what's happening? Right. Like uh, uh, Jim Dale reads the Harry Potter books. Okay. But uh, a different British guy reads the British version of the Harry Potter books. Is he better? Uh, I have tried to listen, and, and he's famouser. That's what we do know. Famouser, more yeah, famous. He's more famous. Uh, the British guy who reads uh, the British guy who reads the American version, so reads the word color without a u. Okay. And then um, the British guy who reads the British version and reads the word color with a u. Right. Um, I've I can't remember who's who's reading it, but uh, and we don't have the internet, you guys. So uh, that's <laughs> so, the way yeah. it goes. So we're so, taking notes, but we're not looking anything. So up. there's eight main books. Yes. In the Outlander series, she's writing her ninth one, and she's writing her ninth one. Right, and they take several years for her to write. Fair enough, because she's got to do a lot of research. A lot of research. How long has she been in the past now? Well, um, like how long is each book? Is it a month? Oh no, years. Like the time span within a book is yeah. a long time. Oh, okay. And it varies. So in book four, where um, I'm reading now, she, oh gosh, I can't, like she skips like each chapter. It's like been a year, a whole year. She like picks like one event that sort of happens that's important for the story and she'll write about it. And the next thing you know, it's four months later in the next chapter. Okay. It's not, so, not all the books are like that, but this particular one. Is right. Like that. So how old is she when she comes from 46? 
from she's, 1946. I, I want to say 27. And Jane okay. is 25. So he's younger. Okay. So that's why she has explained, Diana Gabaldon, that it's not a traditional romance because the woman is the one with the experience and Jamie is not. Okay. And Jamie's younger. Okay. Um, so he's like a virgin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A 25-year-old male virgin in Scotland in yeah. 6, 1746? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good for him uh, for keep, keeping the promise ring going. <laughs> so um, so have you, so you, you're still in just in book four. Well, I've read the whole main series because I read the audiobook one when Felicia Day's Vaginal Fantasy Group on Goodreads read it. Yep. And then I didn't pick up any other books because there were parts that were slow and I got bored with. And I'm like, oh, I'm just not a fan of her wandering around looking for flowers right. for 60 pages. I'm sorry. Or whatever right. it is. Yeah, yeah. And I know like a lot of the books have those moments where it's slow. Just chuck through it if you can. Skip pages if you need to. Right. Do some skimming yeah. if you have to. Yeah. Because, uh, because the main plot points are super fun. Right. And there's multiple plot points throughout the book, which is awesome. She has a lot of B plots and C plots. Oh, because of, of, of secondary characters and yeah. stuff? Okay. Yeah. So because there's, there's her and Jamie. Right. They have their lives. Yes. And then there's probably bad guys back in Scotland. Yeah. Um, Black Jack Randall. Black Jack Randall. Yeah. That's a great name. Who is the ancestor to Frank Randall. Right? There's a lot of tie, like... Um, oh, oh, yeah. like pl- playing it forward. Frank Randall's uh, ancestor, ancestor is Black Jack Randall. Yeah. Excellent. There's there's somebody, or I think in the Outlandish Companions, there's two volumes where they condense the stories. So that's another way to go. If you want to get a baseline for the story, read the Outlandish Companion. She summarizes it. So you don't have to read 1,000 pages to get the story. Or 8,000 pages or at this whatever. point. whatever, yeah. Yeah. And there's a family tree in there, and it's all fucked up. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's hilarious. And now, does she ever, in any of these eight books, go back to... Uh, the future? Yeah. Yeah. She does at the end of, um, I want to say, I think it's two, like right at... The Battle of Culloden is where season two ends. Okay. Um, oh, the TV show. Because she's pregnant and Jamie forces her to go back. She's uh, in that book. Oh, has she told spoilers, Jamie that she is? Spoilers. Oh, this entire episode. I'm just I'm going to put that in the, in the title. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. She, they lose a baby in France. Okay. And she was probably six months pregnant. It was oh. really devastating for them. Yeah, and yeah. That baby's name was Faith and she's buried at the cemetery at the church where Claire, vo- Claire volunteered at this hospital and the hospital worked with like uh, prostitutes or whatever. And wait, and her name is Claire, the uh, the main character, the main character is Claire. Got it. And noting. Yeah. <laughs> so when at the battle of Culloden, like right before it happens, you know, Jamie's like, you've missed your period for two months now. And she goes, how did you know? And because he's a man who cares, that's why. <laughs> Yes, that's my husband too. He also cares. He's like, eh, when are you going to get grumpy? No, he's not that. <laughs> no. Anyway, so no, Andy um, is sweet. I can attest to that, listeners. You got to I, meet him I'm several times, and he is a delight. Just he like is, Jackie says, he is. And uh, so, oh wait, so she goes back totally pregnant. Yeah, does she go back? Like when she, she goes, goes back, yeah. back and forth in time. Is she wearing new timey clothes? No, she shows up in old timey clothes. Old timey clothes. But and there's when a whole section back- where they question, like, how did she get these high quality, authentic <laughs> 18th century Scotland clothes? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Will there be a huge reveal at the end of book nine? Does she say how many books there are? She's not. She doesn't know when it's going to end yet. In, okay. In that sense. So she's, she'll still write the story as long as there's a story to write. If there's an end to this story. Yeah. And we find out that this has all been a dream. 
Oh my god! How angry will you be? <laughs> so angry, along with all the. But listeners. what what could be the reveal at the end of this thing? Like how it all works, or why there is time travel, or any of this stuff. The time travel in uh, the Outlander world seems to be genetic, because not everybody can time travel. Uh, Claire can time travel, um, but no Frank. Frank cannot. Frank cannot. Jamie cannot. There's like a buzzing you here when you're at the stones or whatever the travel location is, her daughter can that. Um, so when she went back to the future and she was pregnant, she had that daughter. Brianna. She had Jamie's daughter in the future, in the future. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah. And then Frank had to help raise her and Frank, we find out couldn't have children. So it worked out. Oh, cause he always wanted kids. He wanted kids, but couldn't. Right. And does he, so is Claire super honest with Jamie and Frank about how she's Absolutely. traveling through time? Yeah. She tells... And does anyone want to lock her up? Yeah, when she comes back into the future. They're like, um, she's, she's been kidnapped or something, and she's just And has she been there. gone in real time? Yeah. From the future? Yeah. So Frank finds her, it's been a year or whatever. Three, two or three years. Two or three years. Yeah. And she's with child. Yeah. As they say sometimes yes. in the books. And, um, and he's like, so you clearly have been doing it. Right. With others. Yeah. And or an other. And uh, so, wow. So it's all pretty much in real time. Right. And then she, when she's, and then she comes back to the future, they move to Boston. Fresh start. Because Frank gets a job at a university. He's a historian. And they rate, that's where they raise Brianna. So Brianna's American. And um, I forgot what I was saying. Anchor oh. baby? Anchor baby? Does she have the kid here in the United States? Yep. Yep. Okay. And, um, I forgot where I was going with that storyline. Sorry. No, that's fine. So, because uh, I have a question. Yeah. I have another question. Okay, go. So now they're in the United States. It's 1949 yeah. or whatever. And uh, Brianna is born. And nobody named their kid Brianna, by the way. Oh, in, that, uh, oh she was named after Jamie's father. Oh, there you Brian. go. Brian. Brian. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. That was and, the little promise they made before she went back into the stones. Because Jamie's like, you have to go back to the future. Yeah. Because he didn't want her or the baby to die. Was she going to? Well, considering the times, the change, he was planning on dying on the field. Oh, the battle. Mm-hmm. He was going to die in battle, mm-hmm. and she was going to have childbirth in the 1700s. And he was right. like, well, this rarely works out. And she had lost out. a baby, so, oh, so she's high like, risk. High risk. High risk uh, pregnancy. Yeah. So she goes uh, where they knock you out in 1949. Yeah, they, she went to Twilight when she had the baby. Yeah. And um, so now she leaves the baby. We're in book three now, probably. I think so, yeah. And like, uh, they're all, they all blend together because when I read book two, I couldn't stop. So I started in book two <laughs> before season two of the show stop. started. Yes. It took me a year to read the two through eight. Wow. Plus a couple of the bulges. She had side stories of auxiliary characters. Uh, from both times or just Scotland times? Scotland times. Okay. Now, so now she's in Boston. Yeah. How does she get back to Scotland? How does 20 she get years, back? 20 years later, she, she and Brianna and Frank live... Not happily, necessarily, in Boston for 20 years. Right. And so Frank dies. He's in a car accident. Dun, heart dun, dun. In the show, he has a car accident. I feel like, God, people are hating So now me. it's 66. Yeah. 1966. And She's they, in her 40s. Yeah, and she goes back to Scotland to, because uh, I think there's like a memorial service for Frank. Mm-hmm. And she, where she had spent a lot of her time from book one mm-hmm. before she time traveled um, with um, the Wakefields. Mm-hmm. And... So she goes back there, and they do some research with Roger. He's another side character, ends up being Brianna's husband in the end. Um, they time travel. So they find Jamie's still alive. He made it through the battle. He oh, spent- so they go back in time. 
Well, it's 20 years of, later. Not quite. They don't go back in time quite yet, but they find out Jamie's alive. Oh, oh, because they look at the history. Yes. They, they, they go check the documentation. They know Jamie like, was in prison. They find him in prison for seven years. And then there's the story of this Dunbonnet with a guy with bright red hair. And I guess it's a real story. And that he wears a hat to hide his hair because Jamie's got blazing red hair. Okay. And um, they find out about that story. And they find uh, there's a character in book one called Galus Duncan. They find out that she's a time traveler. She's a bad character. She's a bad guy? Yeah. She's a bad guy in, in the 40s or the, 50, the 60s now? No, in the 60s, when, she, when they talk about her life in the 60s, she's exploring the idea of time traveling and trying oh. to figure it out. And so she's got, like, notebooks, and then she ends up sacrificing her husband as part of her time travel because oh. she thought it was required. Turns out it's not. <laughs> it was just convenient. Yes. Because she was done with him. Right, and if you watch the show, her husband... Uh, is he's just like a drunk. Okay. And he's miserable. Okay. So you're like, really, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the description of him in the books. Right. So w- she goes back, what, book five? Uh, Claire? No, she goes back actually in book three. Okay. So season three of the show just aired um, on Stars. Right. You can watch it on Stars or you can moot your sister's account like I do. I don't know. Uh, no, nobody has Stars oh, in my family. And can- that's fine. Uh, I don't. I don't watch anything, so you should know. But you can uh, also get the DVDs from the library. Oh, there you go. First couple of yeah, first couple of seasons. Yeah. But so, but uh, we're still talking books here. I'm sorry. Because uh, because here's the. Th- I mean, we can switch over. No. Talk to the. What's the first season of the TV show? First well, se- each season is one book. Okay, so there 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 will at least be unless the numbers don't right. sustain it. Uh, Video wise, um, eight seasons. Well, as long as they sign them. When they renewed for season three, they renewed also for season four. So season four will be coming the summer of the TV show. And did the ad, do they age the actress? Yeah. Did they age the actress? Yeah. Uh, to, to They're be... still beautiful 20 years later. Well, Her she's... and Sam Hewen, who is the actor for Jamie. Okay. He's a Scottish actor and model. They're both okay. beautiful. So they're good looking folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so they have done. Okay. We've got the first book is entirely the 40s and then the 1650s or 1750s. 17, yeah. So that's season one of the TV show. Right. Season two of the TV show is what? It goes into France and Scotland. It's all Scotland. So then this is almost entirely Scotland. Yeah. Because the well, season two is, um, is all James? Scotland and France. Okay. Because that's where they uh, have, they have to um, escape sort of Scotland because Jamie's wanted. Okay. A traitor. And at the end of book two, so the end of season two, yeah. is when she goes back to uh, uh, yeah, the n- 1900s. Okay. Yeah. So season three just ended, you say? The TV series, yeah. The TV series. Mm-hmm. So season three, she's in the future. She's in what is her present. Yes. Uh, for half living the TV season. For half the TV mm-hmm. season, 1949 60s. to 1960s. Yeah. Yeah. They, they with have like Frank snippets and of Brianna. Her story. Yeah. Okay. And now, the first half of that is all done in the in the forties, fifties, and sixties. Right. But they also do some of Jamie's storyline too about how. Where, now he's in. Oh, that's right. Because he's but in jail. But they're not acting together. So their storylines are separate for the first yeah, half parallel. of the series. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, second half of the series, she goes back yep. to Scotland. Yeah. And they are reunited uh-huh. in the print shop. In a print shop. Jamie is a printer in Edinburgh. Okay. He does, um, was it, salacious materials? Is that the word? 
Uh, he, he also is a smuggler of booze. He is. Oh, he has a dirty bookstore. Well, not quite. And uh, do, no, not a porn shop. Not porn. Excellent. Just um, slightly salacious. Yeah. Oh, like, it's political. Yeah. Okay, so he's political, and then he also That's smuggles. That's the cover business. Is the print shop the print shop's cover business? The back the backstory is uh, he smuggles booze. Yeah. Interesting. With the um, whorehouse across the street, the World's End. Which, if you go into Scotland, Edinburgh, there is a place called the World's End. And so, um, Madame Jean, or Jean, I don't know French. Um, right. She's the woman in charge there. Okay. And has, does he have a, a, a current love interest? No. No, he has been pining. Because they were, yeah, he couldn't. He's just pining. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. He's a piner. I mean, he has gotten laid a couple times. Is what he's... he's but he's, it wasn't for love. It wasn't for love. It was just right. a, he needed a tune-up. And one of those... As I romantically put it. Yeah. And, uh, well, <laughs> the second time, so the first one um, was with this character, Mary McNabb, when he was living in the Cape for seven years. And okay. He was about to turn himself in to the authorities or to the British police because mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. family and all of the people in Lollybrock needed money because there's like famine or whatever. Right. And so she's like, here, have a gift. And so she offered herself. She was a widow. Oh, right, right. And she also needed the tune-up. Yeah, she did. So let's do this. And uh, so they, uh, so he's, he's gotten laid, and it's yeah. all working out. Now she's back in town. Right. Uh, Claire is. Yeah. And do the, does she just move in? Yeah, pretty much. And then... He is surprised. He faints on the floor of his print shop, spills the ink on his pants, so it looks like he peed his pants. It's hilarious. It is the moment all the fans were waiting for in the TV show. Right, for, for them to be reunited. Right. Right. Droughtlander has ended. At Droughtlander. That's what they call and it. And Frank was now dead in the future. Correct. She brings Brianna with her? Yeah, uh, no. No. Brianna stays because she's got to finish college. Oh. <laughs> I can't get off work, you guys. I know you're time traveling right now. <laughs> well, but I guess. Uh, I just got to have finals up in like a, a month and a half. I'll meet you in 1660. Uh, be right back. Well, in book four, we find out that she does travel back because she finds a story in the newspaper that was printed that uh, Claire and Jamie died in a house fire in North Carolina. Da, da, da. In da, North da. Carolina? Yeah. That's where they live. So they emigrate. Well, yeah. Because they had to chase li- little Ian, Jamie's nephew. It's a woven story. of <laughs> There's so many Sure, sure. This is, a, this is a thousand plots. A thousand. So, so that's book four. Yeah. Is essentially the next possibly four, five, six, seven, and eight. The next. She's living out her life now in Scotland. No, they're still in the colonies. Well, I mean, in in uh, in the seventeen uh, hundreds. Are we talking the show or the books? The books. The books. The books. Because the shows. The shows. Season three is all. Yeah. That. Uh, well, in season three, uh, the book right? is called Voyager, the third book, and it's that's what season three is. And so the main one of the main storylines is that Jamie's nephew Ian gets kidnapped, trying to get money off a little island off the coast. Like they swim there, they needed money to pay Larry. It's a long story. Um, we can get into later if we have time. But he gets kidnapped <laughs> by pirates while he's at this little island, the Silky's Island. And uh, so they have to chase. They find that it's a Portuguese ship, the Bruja, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to on its way to Jamaica. Okay. So guess where the, uh, Jamie and Claire are going? Jamaica. Mm-hmm. All right. They have to chase down Ian because he's sure. 14. 14. And they like, let him swim. I mean, you can look out that window. Yeah. Um, it was probably that far. Uh, far. Yeah. That's real far. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, for, for, it was a different time. It was a different, you let 14-year-olds swim hundreds of miles back in the, right, in in the 1700s. Scottish water. Why wouldn't you? And so um, 
So you know you're up to date book wise. Correct. There's another book coming. Right. They did not die in the fire. Another spoiler. Right. Because she knew about the fire. Right. So Brianna comes back and she says, "Hey, you guys, uh, somebody put out that cigarette, and uh, or whatever. <laughs> right. Because um, I, I I don't want you to die. Right. It and turns now, out. So we're um. There's another podcast I listen to. Yeah. Do you want me to plug it? I'm not a sure. member of it. It's called the Outlander po- Podcast. Of course. And it's these two ladies in Northern California, Ginger and Summer, they're sisters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so every TV series, they do a podcast for each episode. Right. And we're doing a read-along right now. Okay. So every week is a new couple chapters of the story. So right. we're in book four for the read-along and prep for season four. And there's something else on Goodreads that you said you were a member of. The Vaginal Fantasy. Vaginal That's Fantasy. That's Felicia Day's book group. That's Felicia Days, who's very famous. Yeah, and she does sci-fi and fantasy. So all the books are romance, right? But within, but within space, that genre, yeah, within sci-fi and fantasy. Okay, yeah. okay. So, um, well, that's and Bonnie Burton's on it. With Bonnie Burton, Veronica oh. Belmont, Kyla Casby. Um, I don't know. Right, people on this boat are on that thing. Yeah, is what you're saying. You're right. Because here's the thing about pulp novels: we'll all read them. Right. Nobody has a leg to stand on when they say, I don't read pulp novels. Because if you're reading Helen McCarthy or Daniel Dead Lewis, uh, sure, you're reading an old timey pulp novel. Still a pulp novel, right. you guys. You could tell me that Jane Austen wasn't, uh, crap at the time. And it, and it isn't. It's, they're all, they all provide a service. Right. You're reading something. You know, as my, uh, as, as my dad never said, I wonder who did say this because my father absolutely never talked about porn. Um, <laughs> somebody used to say, You don't want your dad or your mother right, to talk you're about like, porn to you. <laughs> essentially, he gets points for never talking about porn. Congratulations, Elliot Cation. So, uh, but what somebody said to me once was just when people are reading Playboy, right? When Playboy used to be, uh, the articles, I get it for the articles is what they'd always say. Always. But the articles were actually very well written, right. supposedly, and uh, some good uh, journalism happened there. And so, yeah, you were looking at nudely pictures of ladies, but you were also, whatever you're reading, good. Good you're reading. It's you know how to read. your vocabulary. Right. It's helping out. Right. It's, it's going to your... keep your reading level up. Right. So now, the other series that you've read that I've never read is that Janet Ivanovich yeah, business. Yeah, with Stephanie Plum is the protagonist there. She's the, and the, that is a private eye story, She's right? a bounty hunter. Oh, bounty hunter. Yeah. So she's not, not good. Not Kinsey But Milhone. she's funny. Oh, she is not good at her work? No, no, no. Uh, Stephanie Plum's not a great bounty hunter. Oh, she isn't good at her job. Right. Uh, the Janet Ivanovich books are great when you're sitting on a beach. If you need something light... Yeah, yeah. And not really mentally intensive. These are some of the books. Because they're super to. fun. Yeah, they're fun. They're they're just light the, mysteries. Yeah. Because the, the mysteries aren't intense. Right. The bad guys aren't super bad. No. Okay. But they're hard to get a hold of sometimes. And she has two love interests. <laughs> oh, two. she's working it. She's got a Ranger, who is like a private security guy. And then she has like her mostly boyfriend. Oh, what's his name? Whatever. He's a police officer. And a, uh, she's got a cop and she's got a security officer. Yeah. All right, and he was he was like paramilitary or something. And uh, where does she, where did the Janet Ivanovich books take place? In New Jersey, in New Jersey. Yeah. Okay, so you can get a lot of information about Atlantic City. Well, no, it's not. Oh, um, Princeton. No, it's a bad neighborhood. Or uh, Union City. No, I don't. Weehawken. Know. It's been a while because I am like um, on her newest book. I am like number fifty three out of. Oh, whatever, right. on the wait list. And, and so, she's got 20 books, right? She's on 24. And so I've been on this wait list for book 24 for probably two months. Okay. 
So, but there are 23 books that you can lightly enjoy. Yeah. If you enjoy a light uh, uh, mystery novel. Right. She, which, oh, go ahead. Please do. Oh, I was going to say, she has this hamster. Um, she's had it for the entire series. She does not age. Like, I think all the books are within a, technically a short period of time. Okay. Hamsters have a lifespan of one to two years, <laughs> people. It lives in a soup can. So when I had a hamster for my son, guess where my hamster lived? Uh, in a soup, soup can. can. My husband's like, really, Erica? And I'm like, yeah, I, I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, Erica Burns, we have discussed pulp uh, at length. Yeah. Some pulp novels have been discussed on this Joko Cruise. And... Um, and there's a million of them. Everyone, go out there, get yourself uh, a book, uh, because uh, they're fun. They're fun to read. And uh, we live in troubled times. So yeah. check out, is what I say. Give yourself a couple of hours yeah. uh, to just uh, read about a hero. Uh, Erica Burns is at BlondeChick80. Blonde has an E. B-L-O-N-D-E. Chick. It'll be in the notes. Because I'm blonde. Because you're blonde. And, um, and you're not 80. No, but that's the year I was born. So, uh, like all Twitter handles, they all have a history. Right. And uh, especially with the new generation of people that were born in 1980. Because uh, I was already sentient when I created my Twitter handle. Well, it's like my work email. I work at a university. I'll say this quick. And I, my username for it's just my first name. And they're like, how'd you do that? And I'm like, I've, I'm old. Right. I've been on campus that long. The RSS feed for the Dork Forest yeah. is literally slash TDF. Wow. Which means this podcast has been around for 12 years. Right. So thank you so much for doing thank the Dork you, Forest. Thank uh, Erica Burns, you guys, and Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?